Welcome. My name is Keith Simons and I'm a Bible teacher from England. This is the podcast that teaches you to understand the King James Bible using the Psalms. And today we're going to be looking at Psalm 117. Let me introduce the Psalm with a few thoughts about the time of year. If you're listening when this talk is first broadcast, you're listening at the end of the Christmas holidays. Here in England, our traditional churches at the end of the Christmas holidays have a festival called Epiphany, when they mark how the wise men came to the baby Jesus with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And uh, they often use this to teach about the Gentiles, the people who are not Jewish, coming to the Messiah, to Jesus. And to support that, they quote the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 3. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. But were the wise men kings? Well, most people would say no. They're certainly not described as kings in the Gospels. Were the wise men Gentiles, people who are not Jewish? Well, that's open to argument too. In my opinion, the wise men were probably from the ancient Jewish community at or near Babylon, to which Daniel belonged and which you can read about in the early chapters of the book of Daniel. So Isaiah's prophecy doesn't seem to be really about the wise men at all. But that Bible verse is about Gentiles, people who are not Jewish, coming to the Messiah. And that's a good Bible theme. It's the theme of today's psalm, which is Psalm 117. Psalm 117 is famous for two things in the Bible. Firstly, it's the shortest chapter in the Bible. It has just two verses. But secondly, it's the middle chapter of our English Bibles. In other words, if you're reading through your King James Bible, chapter by chapter, when you reach Psalm 117, you're halfway through. It's not the middle chapter in the Hebrew Bible, which of course only includes the books that Christians call the Old Testament and in any case has them in a different order. But in the English Bible, you'll find it as the middle chapter. So Psalm 117 has no ancient title, so we launch straight in with the first verse. O oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations, praise him, all ye people. All ye nations, all you nations. So this is Israel's people speaking to the people in other nations. 
often when this word nations is used, it means all the nations apart from the Jewish people, apart from Israel's people. And that's an important Bible idea because God separated Israel's people from the other nations to be his own special people. And if you lived at the time of the Old Testament, you'd be very aware of that. Because whereas Israel's people worshipped the true God, whereas God had given them his law, whereas God had separated them from the other nations by circumcision and by uh, obedience to his law and by the system of worship and the temple in Jerusalem, the Gentiles, the people in other nations, had none of these. Not one of those other nations had worship of the true God, Israel's God, as their religion. No, their gods were the sun and the moon and the stars, and they worshipped idols, images of animals and of people and of mythical objects. They didn't serve the true God, the living God, the God who created them and all the world, but all the world belongs to him. The name for the Lord here in this first verse, it's in block capitals in the King James Bible to remind us that this is the sacred name of God, that special name which should apply only to the true God, only to the God who created all things. It's a word that Israel's people uh, don't even pronounce. The Jewish people won't say the word out of deep respect for God and out of a fear of taking God's name in vain. In other words, using God's name in an improper manner. And so this sacred name, this important name, is the name by which nations are called upon to praise God because every nation belongs to the true God. Every nation, the people in every nation, were created by the true God and it is the true God who will be their judge, no matter what false gods, what idols, what heavenly bodies they worship during their lives on earth. It's only the true God who created them who will be their judge. So Israel's people call on those people in other nations and urge them in this psalm, don't worship idols, don't worship false gods, don't worship the sun or the moon. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Give honour to the true God who created you. Give him your worship, show respect to him, obey him, serve him. Now, the theme of this psalm then might surprise you, because isn't the Old Testament all about the Jewish people, Israel's people? And isn't it the New Testament that's about people from other nations? Well, a lot of people say that, but they say that because they've understood neither what the Old Testament is saying or what the New Testament is saying. Why, for example, did God choose Israel's people to be his special people? The answer to that question is found in Genesis, Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3, when God first called Abram, 
who we know as Abraham, the ancestor of the Jewish people, when he declared that he would make Abraham's descendants into a great nation, what did God say to Abraham? Genesis 12, 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed, all families of the earth. So right at the beginning, when God chose Israel's people, it wasn't because he cared only about Israel's people. That wasn't true at all. No, it's because God cared about all the families of the earth. And he wanted all the people of the earth to bless Abraham's descendants so that God's blessing could be upon them, so that in Abraham all the families of the earth will be blessed. So right at the beginning there, we see that God cared about the people in other nations. God cared about all the people he'd created. And that was why he chose the Jewish people to be his special people, to give them his law, to teach them his commands, to teach them how they should worship him and to bring in the course of time God's Messiah from the Jewish people, who is the King of Israel, but who is the King of Israel will rule the whole world. As I say, this is not just an Old Testament teaching, it's a New Testament teaching too. And we look at the book of Romans, where Paul gives several chapters to discussing the relationship between the Jewish people and the Gentiles, the people from other nations. And when he's been through all that, he actually quotes from our psalm for today, Psalm 117. And you can find that in Romans chapter 15 and verse 11, where Paul writes in the course of a series of quotations from the Old Testament, And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. You'll see that the words are slightly different from what we've got in our King James Bible at Psalm 117, but it's the same psalm that Paul is quoting. Paul, of course, is using a Greek translation of it. The Old Testament was written in the Hebrew language. The New Testament was written in the Greek language. So instead of all ye nations, it's translated via the Greek into all ye Gentiles. And instead of saying praise him, all ye people, it says Lord him, L-A-U-D, which means praise him, all ye people. So why is Paul quoting this verse? Because he's saying that in order to carry out the promises God gave to Abraham, God raised up Jesus, God's Messiah, on behalf of the Jewish people to confirm the promises that God made, to carry out the promises that God made, so that in Jesus and from Abraham's descendant, all the nations of the earth could be blessed. They're blessed when they turn to God. They're blessed when they put their trust in God. They're blessed when they honour the true and living God. As Psalm 117 says, O oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations, praise him, all ye people. Verse 2 of Psalm 117 now. 
for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Okay, for his merciful kindness is great toward us. I emphasise the word us because uh, in verse 1 the emphasis was on ye, all ye nations, all ye people. In other words, all you nations, all you people. So in verse 2, if in verse 1 Israel's people are calling on all the other nations to praise God, the reason given in verse 2 is because God's merciful kindness is great towards Israel's people. Yes, God's merciful kindness. The words that, has, that elsewhere is translated loving kindness. This is God's great kindness. He's shown such kindness to Israel's people. And that is the reason why people from all the other nations should praise God. When God chose Israel's people, originally at the time of Abraham, he was showing great kindness towards them. When he brought them out of Egypt, when they were slaves, God was showing great kindness towards them. When God gave them his law and taught them how they should live and showed them how they should worship him, when God chose for them a king, his own choice, King David, when he declared and promised the Messiah would come from Israel's people, God's merciful kindness was great towards Israel's people. And why did God do these things? So that Israel's people would know him, but more than that, so that people from every nation could know him. God, in his kindness, made promises, wonderful promises to Israel's people so that all the nations could benefit, so that people from all the nations could know the true and living God, so that they could turn away from their idols, their false gods, and serve the true God. Second half, verse 2, And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. The truth of the Lord. We've got so used to nowadays thinking of truth as the opposite of lies. Well, at the time of the King James Version, it had another meaning as well. It meant truth as in faithfulness. It meant truth as in someone on whose word you can rely. People still say things like, he's true to his word. In other words, he does what he promises. He, he carries out those promises. We can trust his word. That's the sort of truth we're talking about here. The truth of the Lord endureth forever. If God in his merciful kindness made promises to Israel's people, it's because of God's truth, his faithfulness, that he will carry them out. He will carry them out forever. There will, none of his promises will fall to the ground or fail. God's promises are true. And so our shortest psalm ends with the declaration, Praise ye the Lord. That's the Hebrew word, Hallelujah. Hallel is the word that means praise, and that yah 
at the end is a shortened form of God's most sacred name. And uh, that wonderful song of praise, that song of praise that all the nations and all the people are urged to join into, that song of praise that Israel's faithful people join in with, let that be our song of praise today. Please write to me. My email address is 333kjv at gmail.com. It will be wonderful to hear from you. Perhaps you've been listening to my talks through the past year, or maybe this is your first time. Let me know where in the world you're from and how you found these podcasts. It's 333kjv at gmail.com. And now, here to finish the talk, as always, I'm going to read you the whole of today's psalm, Psalm 117. O praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord.